government mandated podcast is made possible by an order from the federal government. The spire of a malevolent wizard stretching skyward as if to pierce the heart of God. And listeners like you. Yeah, yeah. Feeling feeling rested. Feeling relaxed. Rested and relaxed. Yeah. We took a week off from this from this pod mine. Mm-hmm. And now I'm feeling just just bright eyed and bushy tailed. Bright eyed and bushy haired. Yeah. I'm feeling just straight up fluffy butted and uh <laughs> laser eyed. Like an adorable puppy on the internet. You know, the laser eyes. Like a deadly squirrel. Mm-hmm. Prepared to uh Reap its nutty, nutty revenge. <laughs> that sounds like the tagline to a movie. Like, this squirrel is ready to reap its nutty revenge. <laughs> well, there's been a war brewing between them and chipmunks for years now. Well, yeah, obviously. Squirrels are just tired of all the undue attention that uh, the chipmunks get. What well, with uh, all the major squeakle mm-hmm. motion pictures alvin and, and the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let alone the rescue rangers yeah that's uh, true i was gonna bring them up if you didn't yeah. chip and dale yeah rescue uh, rangers what do you think it all stems from this kind of squ- squirrel based jealousy because i have a theory is it a tail based theory um i mean it could be what's 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 your thoughts on that oh they just don't like having like big fucking tails that are like always in the way so they're jealous of uh, Chipmunk's little little bitty tails that are not all in the way. That could be. They also like their sweet brown and black stripes down their back. Racing stripes, if you will. Makes them go faster. Mm, okay, so you're saying that squirrels want racing stripes, yes. maybe uh, some race suspension. And a spoiler, not a big fucking parachute. <laughs> they don't want to look like a decatora? No. I had to remember what that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have an alternate theory, if you'll indulge me. Okay. I think that it's completely from a place of, uh, like I said, they're a little jealous of the movies and the right, television right. shows. And Squirrel Society, also very conservative. Oh, yeah? Very conservative Squirrel Society. Huh. They see these chipmunks on TV and movies. Running around with no pants on. <laughs> oh, that's true. I don't think I ever saw Chip or Dale wear pants. And they're just, they're scandalized. Mm-hmm. Dale makes, wait, which one's the hat one? Chip? That'd be Chip, yes. Okay. I was going to say, Chip makes sure that he always wears a fedora and a bomber and nothing else. That's what the ladies like. It just, imagine, if you will, a human male. We're just that. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a like. Hey there, ladies. Picture. What I'm getting is, this is ridiculous. Somebody just got thrown out of their girlfriend's place. What if it's in Her- a 1940s noir? <laughs> what if it's What if it's Harrison Ford? I don't know. Circa Circa Indiana Jones. Circa Indiana Jones. Yeah. Hmm. Or conversely, if we're going with the Dale look, what if it's <laughs> What if it's Tom Selleck, Circa Magnum PI? I can't say that that's ever been a uh, person I've 
I've considered an attractive human. I know people do. I was always put off by the giant mustache. But when we were coming up, mustaches were not popular. They are everywhere now. And I feel like everyone looks like a gym teacher in a movie, you know? <laughs> Don't you? Uh, I, I. It's like you see people on the street and you're like, you look like a gym teacher in a movie from when I was a kid. I'm sorry. I was just a little bit distracted by all the uh, all the glares we were getting from neighborhood squirrels looking <laughs> through our window. We weren't coming down hard enough on these <laughs> these bepanted uh, chipmunks. Our neighborhood is full of squirrels, brazen squirrels at that. Oh, it's true. They'll just walk right out in front of your car while you're yeah. driving. They do not give one not, squirrely fuck. Not one squirrely fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised they're so calm, what with uh, all the rat race we have here in Charleston. Mm-hmm. The rat race? Yeah. Somebody actually said that to me not too long ago. The rat race. Yes, they referred to Charleston as uh, having a rat race. And I was thinking to myself, wow, if you're intimidated by the bigness of Charleston... <laughs> I would sure big hate, city a life ain't for you, buddy. Yeah, I would sure hate to see what would happen uh, to somebody like that if they were to find themselves in an actual big city. Mm-hmm. That's uh, kind of hilarious, actually. You know, your Montpelier's, Montpelier, your, yeah, your Tacomas. <laughs> you know, I'd like, I'd be your, curious to uh, your Newport News, Newport News. <laughs> Named after its local paper. The town was named after the paper. That's the joke I'm doing. Um, I would be curious to find out like what the relative population was between these these cities you have mentioned in old Chuck Chuckton WVA. And then uh pit them against one another for to curry our favor. What what's the what's well, the end it, game here? I just want to see how much bigger or smaller they are. Cause maybe it'll surprise you. I don't know. I bet Tacoma's pretty fucking big co- compared to Charleston. I mean, it has to be. They name large trucks after it. It has to be big <laughs> and spacious. And it has to have uh, an extended cab on every on every building. Every building has to have an obnoxious like third door. You gotta get the quad cab. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about... The kids in high school would make fun of our chemistry teacher because he had a quad cab in a like kind of burnt orange color. So it was like, I gotta get the pumpkin quad cab. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the entirety of the story. That's the whole joke. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, I, that's a perfectly reasonable seasonal joke. <laughs> it is pumpkin he, season. It is pumpkin season. He was. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the quad cab's gotten. Uh, more popular in recent years though so maybe maybe he was just ahead of the time yeah everyone wants room for their whole family in their car because they want to be able to say hey my pickup's a family car too honey i could take the kids wherever hey i can take uh i can go into the uh hov lane uh (laughs) in my in my pumpkin quad cab right but especially in our area i feel like people fucking love pickup trucks around here do tell uh in west virginia (laughs) I went to go to my car after work today, and I park in a spot behind the building where there's not a lot of parking. But people, there were fucking people parked in the striped area. There's a truck. Mm-hmm. Along that yellow railing that goes to the ramp, there were two trucks. And then parked beyond the stripey area, there's yet another truck. 
All of this area where they're parked is not parking space. This is not a parking area for people to put their cars in. Yet there are four fucking giant quad cab trucks parked out there. Now, were any of these trucks attempting to uh, hit a ramp and jump over several smaller, more crushable vehicles? <laughs> I mean, I didn't see them doing this, but like I said, they were parked. They were, you know, maybe taking a siesta, these trucks. Well, yeah, uh, you've got to understand they've had a long day of not hauling stuff and <laughs> being used as a penis substitute. So one of those trucks had shit in the back. I will say, I will say that. Oh, an unusual sight. <laughs> a thing being used for the purpose that it is designed for. Very true. I feel like people just get pickup trucks on the off chance that they'll move one day so that they can move themselves. See, that's the exact reason I don't want to own a pickup truck. <laughs> For the reason of uh, if you've got a large truck or a large vehicle, uh, every every friend you have, any uh, minor acquaintance mm-hmm. you have, mm-hmm. will suddenly hit you up for. Oh hey, I'm moving across town. Yeah, can you can we do this in like eighty seven loads? <laughs> <laughs> Would you uh, like to also lift all of it? Do you know where this place is? I'll get you a pizza. <laughs> that's that's reasonable recompense. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's nothing people like better after uh, a hot, sweaty day of schlepping furniture around mm-hmm. than, a, than a belly full of greasy food. Mm-hmm. Greasy, hot, boiling lava pizza? Yeah, that's, that's, a, what I, that's, that's a thing. exactly what I want when I'm a sweaty <laughs> mess of a human being. Uh, uh. But enough about uh, truck culture. <laughs> And everything that goes with it, uh, Rand. Why are we, why are we doing this podcast this week uh, as opposed to last week? <laughs> when we did, <laughs> uh, we're doing this for the education of the sentience. You see, hidden within the extra pork, as they call it, uh, surrounding the podcast act, there was a rule, and that rule says that all podcast acts compliant casts will be transmitted in space. Oh, okay, so we're going to be on the, uh, the little golden disc that's got, uh, <laughs> rather than whatever music was on it, uh, was a wonderful, wonderful world, world. Wonderful world. Maybe Ode to Joy or something. Yeah. Rather than that, just put government-mandated podcasts on. Yeah, that's the idea. I mean, we're not the only one. We're one of many podcasts that are being engraved on the golden discs, put on space probes and launched into space. It's a very expensive project. So very, very expensive. I guess it's very good that we have all these completely real, not made uh, uh, <laughs> sponsors. Yes, I mean to help us pay for this expensive undertaking. <laughs> That's what sponsors are for, right? Yeah, and one day the uh, the aliens, I guess, will come down and uh, say, "Hey, show us this MBKO we've heard so much about." Yes, I mean that's my hope is that um, one day. After listening to our podcast for years, you know, following our lives, uh, having us become their favorite podcast, you know, they come and they say hi. They say, hey, what's up? You're the the most popular podcast in the Horsehead Nebula. Those are lofty goals. but I uh, mean, I know that it's extremely unlikely. Okay, well, I don't know. I, I, I think it's at least as likely as, say... Uh, getting eaten by a shark or struck by <laughs> lightning or any number of other tragic things because right. we become the most popular 
podcast in the Horsehead Nebula. That that is tantamount to a galactic catastrophe. <laughs> We're not that good. Well, we are you know, we are poisoning your culture, you poor alien people. <laughs> Maybe they'll like us ironically. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what every entertainer wants, right? Mm-hmm. To be uh, liked ironically. <laughs> oh, it's so bad that it's good, you guys. <laughs> well, with that in mind, uh, this is episode twenty-five of Government Mandated Podcast. Government Mandated Podcast is a podcast being made to avoid jail time. And because uh, this week we actually decided to make it, so <laughs> sorry about that. Um, Nobody said a peep about it. No, so. no, they really didn't. I was, I was a little bit surprised. Not really. Um, <laughs> Our fans are very forgiving. Yeah, they're pretty chill fans. Grats on you, chill fans. Mm-hmm. Grats on you. You are our chillest penguins. <laughs> but, That's a throwback to yeah. like episode three. Uh, I think maybe even two. But uh, but yeah, we had been doing this show for 24 weeks straight, and we hadn't missed a week, uh, and we missed our first week last week. Uh, I gotta say, though, I, I joked about it at the top of the show a little bit, but it was kind of like a, a strange week, where mm-hmm. I felt like constantly the, as though there was something I was supposed to be doing that I hadn't... Didn't I forget something? Yeah, I seem to have forgotten something. <laughs> what could it be? And then I searched in the pocket of my favorite pants, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's a podcast in here <laughs> that I didn't even know about. Thank God I got it out of here before Rand put it in the washer. Yeah. Would have ruined it. Oh, that podcast would have been a wreck, and I would have been sad. <laughs> would have ruined your favorite podcast, and we can't do that. I had that podcast handed down to me by my <laughs> pappy and his pappy before him. <laughs> They're like... I don't know what this is, but one day it'll be useful. Here's a podcast. <laughs> we were all sat in our high chairs as, as young criners, and we were uh, fed RSS feeds with a, with a rusty spoon. All right, so RJ, on that note, what haven't you been telling me this week? Oh, well, uh, what haven't I been telling you for two weeks, I guess? Yeah, you um, just keep it shit in your pocket. Yeah, so I've got I've got a topic here that I'm going to broach, and it might make you a little bit angry. It might make a, a listener a little bit angry. Oh, dear. But we're going we're gonna to try to keep it light, despite uh, the somewhat serious nature of the topic. Okay. Which is, uh, I overheard somebody speaking while I was out in the world, and uh, they were talking about their grandson or... Uh, something something of the like and their grandson was at their grandfather's house okay and grandpa took uh this child shooting okay and sat him on the grandfather's lap and had them pull the trigger of the gun while grandfather held the gun is this child is this person a baby yes this child is two This is a a two-year-old. Jesus fucking Christ. Pulling the trigger of a gun and yelling, bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. Of course, because you're two. (laughs) Because they have no context. Did they give that child ear protection? I bet they didn't. (laughs) I bet they fucking didn't. Here's my main thing. If you're going to take your two-year-old and you're going to put them behind a weapon of extreme... uh, violence and mm-hmm. whose sole purpose is to take life i think you give him a yo-yo first 
I think you gotta you've gotta start them off small, work their way up. Yeah. Didn't the yo yo wasn't that used as a weapon? Exactly. Originally. Exactly. You start the yo-yo out as a weapon. That's the mm-hmm. baby's first weapon. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you uh, step them on up to like uh, a scimitar by the time they're <laughs> a preteen. Right. You don't get to the projectile weapons until you've mastered all uh, close quarters weaponry. Oh, for sure. Uh, if you disable the opponent's hand and they cannot push the button, mm-hmm. uh, then you have you have won the conflict. That's true. If That's Starship true. Troopers had taught me anything. <laughs> Thanks, Clancy Brown. Yeah, that that does, in fact, make me super mad. <laughs> we are going to have an army of little, uh, little armed to the teeth rednecks uh, just beating down our doors within a number of days. I mean, we might. I don't know how things are going to shake out for the rest of this year. But Rand, here's what you have. To, here's what you haven't considered, though. Mm-hmm. It made me a little angry at first, but mm-hmm. then I thought about how well protected their preschool is going to be now. I, like if every toddler is just got his own little toddler twenty two. I know you're joking, and I want to like go along, but you're, I'm getting legitimately mad, and I want to throw arguments at you. And I know I, <laughs> I know we're doing a bit here. Anyway, but yeah, oh man, that makes me so mad. Oh, I'm just so when you were a kid, I didn't shoot any guns. When when did your mom first sit you in front of uh, a killing machine? When was the first time? <laughs> Man, I was hesitant to learn to drive because I was afraid of its potential for killing both people outside of it and inside of it. Is that because uh, you thought if you took your foot off the brake that the car would just float there for a minute? <laughs> hey, Professor Sister, what's up? That that was that was an inside joke. That was, that was just for you. That was um, <laughs> no, I that wasn't my particular tissue. I just don't like having to be in charge of like a a large machine made of metal and uh, mostly plastic these days. But yeah, and it's charging down the road at fast speeds, and just a little tick to the left or a little tick to the right, and you're fucking toast. Is that why when we go uh, pretty much anywhere, you put me in charge of driving duties? Well. And you take on navigating and perhaps uh, the teleporter? The teleporter? Yeah. You're playing, uh, I don't know, Scotty? Okay, yeah. You tell me about the status of the Dilinthium crystals? Yeah, they're not good. Not great? No, they never are, Dilinth- though. Yeah, Dilinthium crystals are the most fucking, like, jury-rigged... <laughs> knows how this thing works i don't it's like in uh it's like in galaxy quest they're like we don't know how it works it just does <laughs> i'm half convinced the enterprise <laughs> comm system is just two tin cans with a string between them <laughs> you're probably not wrong okay well now that i've got you feeling extra cheerful and extra good yes. about the state of the world what haven't you been telling me these past two weeks ran in a note that i think brings more hope For my What Haven't I Been Telling You This Week, I'm going to give you another installment of Rayanne read a science article this morning. So. Are you about to blind me? She blinded me with science. Miss Sagamoto, you're beautiful. (laughs) 
Uh, anyway, so, uh, team at Harvard, they made a 3D printed, soft and squishy Octobot. Oh, that's awesome. I want one. They, that, that sounds cuddly. <laughs> it's like a little plasticky looking octopus shaped thing, but it doesn't have any hard parts inside of it. So no hard circuits, no hard battery. It's run completely by chemical reactions. Okay. Well, I no longer think it's adorable. Now I am threatened by it. <laughs> Uh, now I'm worried that when my friends and I go rafting and we get split up on a river, <laughs> me and Sabin are going to have to fight this thing. Wait, is this a reference to a video game? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. You've met Sabin. I hang out with him all the time. No, that's not a person you know. On Mount Cole. Mount Cole. That's, a, that's what they call him around here. Mount Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when they just take all the well, coal out. Rand, if you don't like Mount Cole, <laughs> you can just live in the dark. Just That's what they call those piles of coal that are outside of coal mines. Uh-huh. As like pyramid, those like cones of coal that are just sitting around. You know what I'm talking about. I do, I do. They're, uh, they're there for the safety of, <laughs> I don't know, coal giants? Yeah. I think you're right. But anyway, so it kind of looks like a, a little like gummy gummy octopus with uh, red and blue veins running through it. And all it does is kind of twitch its legs back and forth. That's all I've seen it do in the little video I saw. Okay, so it's a squishy foam thing with weird veins that Mm -hmm. just has convulsions? Yeah. Okay, so when can we expect there to be a Cronenberg movie Ah. featuring this creature? I mean, he might be working on it now. Cronenberg. You don't see it, but I'm doing a significant eyebrow raise with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I worry that uh, she might ask me what my name is. And then when I go to respond, (laughs) she'll tell me that it doesn't matter what my name is. And then I'll feel just very foolish. (laughs) Is that what's that a reference to? Oh, that that is a reference to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ah. I kind of figured because the eyebrow raise. W D R J. What? What? Question mark. What? (laughs) Oh, right. What would Dwayne the Rock? Okay, I see. I see. Okay. (laughs) I was like, you spelled WWE wrong, buddy, is what I thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) You can't spell it wrong. The name of the thing is how you spell the thing. World Wrestling Entertainment. You can't spell that wrong. Anyway, so I'm just. Imagining our future robot overlords being made of like squishy, gummy material. And it seems pretty nice, right? You just get hugged to death by like a gummy bear. I don't know. That's almost worse. In, <laughs> in the same way that people are afraid of clowns. Right. It's supposed to be like a thing that brings you joy. Uh-huh. People are going to develop squishy octopus fears. <laughs> When it just should bring you some joy. Mm-hmm. You should just wear it as like a, a sort of jaunty beret on the side of your head in the in the way that a Harajuku girl might or something. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet if like the Harajuku girls were wearing little squishy octobots that were twitching on their heads. Yeah. That would be pretty cray cray. I, I, uh, I would show up for that fashion week. Mm-hmm. 
As long as nobody starts dressing like squishy Octobots and starts like calling in threats to schools like it's a serious issue. Yeah. And the schools well, have to shut down because there's stupid people in clown costumes just walking around being like, ooh, I'm scary. <laughs> and now this is a legitimate thing that's happening in the world. Huh? All the more reason we need to sit our t- our, our two year olds down in front of guns. Oh, no, Jesus teach them Christ! Of clown killing. Anyway, on that note, we need to take a fucking break because I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore. Ugh! Too many bottles in the freaking shower. That was me before I discovered Clean Bras, the new all-in-one cleanliness system designed to make sure there's only one bottle we guys need to worry about. It's a shampoo, it's a conditioner, it's a body wash. You could shave with it. You could brush your teeth with it. You should put it in your cereal or cream in your coffee. Your insides will smell sexy as hell, bro. Use it as oil in your monster truck and keep the beast run smooth. Clean Bros is also a spermicidal lubricant. No more thick condoms getting in between you and the pleasure. Replace all of your blood with Clean Bros through what we're calling a cleans fusion. You'll be immune to all disease forever. Immortality is the ultimate goal, bro. And you can only achieve it through the ambrosia that is Clean Bros. All-in-one cleanliness system. Clean Bros, because two bottles is for cucks with low tea. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you surprised me just then. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were taking another week off. (laughs) You're funny. Okay, so I have a new game. Another one? This is this is three <laughs> games. This is too many games. Well, now. I don't know how often I'm going to go to this particular well. Um, this is a game I kind of came up with because I'd be researching my other game, Jud- Let's Judge a Book by Its Title, and I'd find stuff that I thought was h- hilarious but didn't really fit the Let's Judge a Book by Its Title format. Okay, so you fell down like a hilarious porn rabbit hole. <laughs> hey, I'll have you know, only one of these questions that's coming up has anything to do with porn. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> I'm glad to know I was at least kind of close. Uh, so we're going to call this uh, Audible Roundup. Yeah! <laughs> Much in the style of a They Might Be Giants minimum wage. Yes, yes, just like that. Yeah. Audible it- Roundup! Yeah! Just like that. Yeah. So if you haven't heard that track, go speak to that. That's, uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, RJ, I'm going to ask you a bunch of uh, questions, and by a bunch, I mean like four. Okay. And uh, they're going to be multiple choice, and all you have to do is uh, pick out which one is the good or bad, depending on the, you know, the qualifications. I'm good at describing. Yeah. Okay. Well then, uh, let's let's do it. Let's I'm do ready. it. I'm pumped. I'm... All right, we going right in there. Uh, first question, question number one: Which of these business books 
is not currently available on audible.com. Shipping bicycles to Moscow, colon, astonishing stories of success in international business. <laughs> what color is your parachute, 2017, colon, a practical manual for job hunters and career changers. The art of seduction, colon, an <laughs> indispensable primer on the ultimate form of power. <laughs> Eat that frog. <laughs> 21 great ways to stop procrastinating and get more done in less time. And finally, Windows DVD Maker and Windows Movie Maker Classroom to go Windows Vista Edition. All right, Windows Vista Edition. <laughs> we can, tonight we're going to party like it's 2003. <laughs> oh. Okay, so... um, You're finding the one fake one. Uh, the I one fake one out of five. Yes. That's... That's a... That's... that's <laughs> I say bully on that already. I had a lot of good ones here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Um, The one fake one. Mm. Let's see. So we've got bicycles. Bicycles. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of money to be made in that. So that just that just sounds reasonable. I mm -hmm. mean, who doesn't like to drive bikes in Moscow? Mm -hmm. Every time you see uh, <laughs> a, 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 an army marching through the streets in you're, Moscow. You're like, I bet they want bicycles. Yeah. <laughs> you see a, a brigade of bicyclers right behind them. Okay. So frog eating. That's too good. That's got to be real. That's... <laughs> You don't think I could have come up with that one? I don't. I don't know. All all of I'll I'll be straight with you. Every single one of these books sounds like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> they could all be real. This is what really sent me onto making this game a game because I was looking at these business book titles and I was like, these do not work for my game. Let's judge a book by its title. But I think they're funny and I want to have the podcasters here. Anyway, <laughs> okay. what, what were the options again? I'm sorry. Okay, so we have. Bicycles. Uh huh. Well, just give me, yeah, give me the, yeah, the the abridged edition. <laughs> Frog. Uh huh. What color is your parachute? Oh yeah, yeah, the parachute. The art of seduction. Hmm. Windows DVD maker. Okay. I'm going to go with the art of seduction because <laughs> it's a little too. It sounds a little too like the other books that we typically review. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but you're wrong. Oh. oh, one in five chance. He doesn't yeah, get it. Sorry. The one I made up was the shipping bicycles to Moscow. Oh, <laughs> you, I'm shocked that you made that one up because you really shouldn't have put that on the air. That could have been your business. Secret. Oh, I guess it could have been, except I've never shipped bicycles anywhere, let alone Moscow. I know, but that could have been your big business plan. <laughs> And now everybody knows about it, and the market's going to be gonna flooded. She was going to ship bicycles to Moscow. Now everybody's going to be doing it. The market's <laughs> going to be too competitive. you got to get there first. got to get to production first. All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, what's, what's next? Okay, so the next one. Choose the real male protag name in this romance titled Boss Man. <laughs> I'm going to give you a rundown of what Boss Man is about. Okay, uh, I'm going to guess the name of the person before you even give me the options real quick. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm going to guess Ray Trailer. Ray Trailer, that is a very good guess. Uh, 
here's a here's the plot of Boss Man. I've squished it down to bite sized chunk. Okay. Do, does this book take place in Cobb County, Georgia? I mean, it might. I don't know. Okay. This woman meets a dude while she's on a bad date. He calls her a bitch. She is intrigued. <laughs> They pretend to be childhood friends. Later, he shows up at her job and is her boss, I guess. <laughs> okay. That's the exact blurb? No. That's me watering it down. Oh, not watering okay. it down. Condensing it into the most important parts. Oh, okay. Okay. The opposite of watering it down. Hey, Ran. Yes. You're a jerk. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> are, you, are you intrigued? I am. <laughs> Here are your protag names. What was your, what was the one you guessed? Ray Trailer. Ray Trailer. All right, so Ray Trailer, Steve Stone, Chase Parker, Red Johnson, <laughs> Brody Easton, or Nico Hunter. Oh, jeez. Probably Nico, not Nico, but anyway. Um Ray Trailer. Oh wow, that's that's still uh, again quite a few options there. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Red Johnson. <laughs> that was the best one, but it's not the guy. Oh. I'm sorry, it's Chase Parker. I know. Ah, oh, the most the most vanilla of them all. <laughs> that's the boss man. Okay, which of these is not available in Audible's romance slash? Religious inspirational section. Okay, all right. I like that they have a section for this. <laughs> I've often been online and, and said to myself, where are all my religious inspirationals? <laughs> okay, so. I wish there was a section just for me. I know, right? Because you, you want a little bit of like, oh, I want them to kiss their faces together, but only if God says it's all right. <laughs> yep, only if God looks over. And he's gives like, him the wink and the gun. Yep, yep. That's exactly what I was picturing in my mind. I thank you for being in there with me. <laughs> gives him the wink of the gun and then says, take that gun out into the woods and teach your <laughs> child how to shoot. Right, but get lawfully married first before you have that child. Well, obviously. Right. All right, so here's your choices. And you're finding the odd duck out. Okay. Which one does not exist. Okay. A bee in her bonnet. The Honeybee Sisters, book two. <laughs> In the field of grace. Without warning, colon, elite guardians, book two. <laughs> the Lady and the Mountain Man. <laughs> and Church Camp, Teens in Love with God, book three. Okay. Uh, oh, those are all so good again. Yes, and I have very condensed plot synopsis if you need that on any of these. I think I might have to. I I just, they're all so good, it's hard to differentiate. Give me give me just a quick blurb on, on each one. Okay. The, hun uh, be the Honeybee Sisters. Who are the Honeybee Sisters? Some wholesome shit. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> In the Field of Grace. This is a Bible story. Naomi follows her mother-in-law, Ruth, home to Israel to rebuild it. Blah, blah. Not even an exciting Bible story. <laughs> Elite Guardians Protection Agency. Someone is out to get a businessman. 
He ain't into a female bodyguard. <laughs> the Lady and the Mountain Man. An orphaned heiress goes to marry a God-fearing young rancher in Montana Terry. Montana Territory. He was killed by a grizzly before she got there. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with that one. Okay. That one's, uh, it feels very ran. <laughs> so that's your final answer? Yeah. You're okay. too obsessed with mountain men. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is not, the, that is a real oh. book. That is a real book. The, the fakie. Well, I have to go out and buy it now. <laughs> the fakie is Church Camp. Teens in Love with God, book three, which you didn't let me get to giving you no, synopsis for. But that's okay. I didn't come up with one, so. <laughs> nice save. Oh, if I'd only waited. <laughs> All right. This is your final question. All right. Doing super good at this game so far. Yeah. It's fun, I think. Which of these is not a real Star Trek book available now on audible.com? Okay. Licensed Star Trek books. All right. Is is one of them called the Dolinthium Crystals are doing fine? <laughs> no, I should have I should have thought about what we might spontaneously say in our podcast <laughs> and threw that in there so it could be a callback joke. Sorry, I don't have some prescient fucking visions up in here. <laughs> the Dolinthium Crystals are a okay. <laughs> Book three of the Mechanics Doing Their Job Chronicles. <laughs> okay. So here's your options for Star Trek. Yes. Star Trek. Captain's Folly. Captain Janeway gets into a fight with Seven of Nine about some shit. <laughs> That's how I condensed it. Mm -hmm. Star Trek. Dark Victory. James T. Kirk survived his own age to live in an era of the new generation of heroes. Evil Mirror Universe Kirk is Emperor Tiberius. Kirk gotta stop him. <laughs> Star Trek. Spock versus Q. Spock and Q meet. They have a brain off or something. Don't act like there ain't a sequel, cause they're totes is! <laughs> and then, Star Trek. The Eugenics Wars. The Rise and Fall of Khan Nudian Singh. This is a whole book dedicated to Khan's backstory. In fact, there's two of these books. Volumes one and two. Wow. that's a, They're going to have a whole chapter about earworms. <laughs> I imagine, right? Yeah, I think they have to. I, Khan seems like the kind of guy who would have like it. Uh, he'd be the really awkward nerdy kid who's got like an earthworm farm in his room. I bet he does. And those kids were all make fun, making fun of him. Oh, <laughs> Khan thinks he's... So smart with his fucking earthworm farm and his uh, <laughs> first prize spelling bee champion trophy. Mm -hmm. And Khan's just brooding in a corner. One day I'll show them, he thinks. Yes, I will wear the 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 vest with no shirt underneath and put earworms at everyone's ears. Yes, and I will have really weird plasticky musculature. <laughs> yep. It'll be super weird. Yep. I'll make James T. Kirk yell at me. After I'm dead or something. I can't remember how that happens. But anyway, Kirk yells Khan at some point. Whatever. There's your internet meme. <laughs> RJ, which one doesn't exist? Uh, I'm going to say the one that doesn't exist is... I'm going to say Spock versus Q does not <laughs> exist. Because the recap was too funny. Oh, 
but it exists. Oh. In fact, two of them exist. <laughs> okay. Uh, was it Captain's Folly? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Rand, how dare you write a book <laughs> that's called Captain's Folly with the only lady star check. Captain, okay. making a mistake. And Honestly. Then arguing with a lady, another lady. <laughs> Two ladies can't get along in your book, Ran. I didn't write a synopsis for Captain's Folly. I just wrote that down. And then as we were going through and I was reading all the things, I was like, uh-huh. shit, I've got to come up with something on the fucking fly here. I was like, I got too much Kirk shit already in there. I can't think of the the name of Picard here. So <laughs> I'm going with fucking Janeway. All right, it's Janeway. Who else is in that show? I don't know. I never really watched Voyager. Seven of nine. I know boys my age were like, man, that is some attractive Borg. <laughs> so that's why. That's why. Well, because before that, when when I saw a Borg in an episode of Star Trek, I would often think, what if they were wearing a cat suit? <laughs> man, you remember that that scene in had uh, a little bit less shit on their face? Is it is it Star Trek First Contact? Where Data and the Borg Queen are like hanging out and it's like extremely sexual and you're like, whoa, okay, this is a little too much for me. <laughs> she gives him a little skin patch and then she blows on it. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You remember. I do. Uh, that was too much for me. But again, I'm going to say shame on you for writing that book. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send a tweet to Lena Dunham no, no. and let her know what you've done. How dare you? Mm-hmm. How very dare you. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this right <laughs> Okay. So on that note, on RJ's calling me a, a traitor to the feminist cause over here, I think we ought to take a uh, another break and hear some commercials. Yeah. I'll get some products because I got products on my mind. Gather up, kids. It's that spooky time of year, and we've got just the treat to trick your family into a fun-filled evening of ghosties and ghoulies. Come to the spooky Scaretober Samhain celebration, just outside the city limits. Wear your creepiest costume. We have the widest selection of hair-raising haunted houses, each tailored to a specific terror trigger. A house of mirrors that only makes you about five pounds heavier. A room where you go inside and all the lights are shut off. Then someone brushes a feather across your face. A house with a pool, but the pool is full of sharks and the sharks keep peeing in the water. An auditorium full of people you admire, and they're all naked while you give a speech. A room where your hands are forced into bowls of cold spaghetti noodles. A room where your teenage kids have interests you don't understand and listen to music that's too aggressive for you. A house where your dying father says you're not his real son. A room where the floors are deeply upholstered, so it's weird to step on. A house filled to the brim with aging taxidermy. Remember, we're only here until Scaretober 31st. Come out now. 
Welcome back. You were gone a long time. I was expecting you to be here, and then I went to go download you, and you weren't there, and I was very disappointed with you. In fact, I unsubscribed on you. So how'd you like that? Hmm. Quit with the self-flagellation over here. <laughs> God damn, dude. I cannot help it. I am, uh, it's the, the Inquisition has been very hard on me. <laughs> <laughs> Through the streets with the cat of nine tails. Right. Yes. But, Shame. Um, okay, so we're back. <laughs> and, uh, I have a classic game for you. Not a, not a new fangled, uh, fancy game. <laughs> RJ likes for things to stay the same. Thank you. No change. That's Never. Right. No, I'm not about hope and change. I'm about <laughs> making this podcast great again. <laughs> okay. So uh, <clears throat> with that in mind, I have a Know Your Google. Uh, and this week, because one of the things that we did do while we were off last week. Is did we, do. Yeah, we did do it. Mm-hmm. We did do it. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that we did do is we... Uh, Went ahead and watched Marvel's Luke Cage. Yes, we on did. Netflix. Yes, we did. It was a solid series. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So far, Marvel's uh, Netflix series have done nothing but deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you, What did you think of Luke Cage, Ryan? Uh, I really very much enjoyed it. I thought the music was great. I thought Misty Knight was great. I thought Luke Cage was pretty good. Uh, well, I'd say I'd say my favorite part of the show is. All the very subtle, not at all masturbatory ways that they talk about and reference Harlem. I think that would be <laughs> my favorite. I mean, it is It part. is a lot about, it's very much about Harlem. It's <laughs> almost exclusively it's about Harlem. It's almost like Harlem is another character yeah. in the show. Yeah. Yeah. And We're giving it a bit of the business. I thought it was I am, fine. No, it, no, it, was, it was good. Well, that's why I started by saying it yes. was good. Um, <laughs> But that, and I think the other things that I I was uh, not a fan of is that uh, Luke Cage in this series is kind of he's a little bit boring. He's not uh, he's not uh, the smack talking tough guy Luke Cage that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. He's very much a respectability politics buttoned up <laughs> Luke Cage, and uh, uh, maybe so. And I understand why somebody might want that, but uh, that's not that's not the Luke Cage for me. And that's maybe not... they didn't want him to read too like black exploitation luke cage you well, know and and that's totally a fair enough explanation for me and uh you know they do what they want to do yeah. that's cool but i think it would have read just fine uh, especially when you've got a series where so many of the actors are black yeah and so many of the characters are black uh you can let luke cage be luke cage as long as you've got you know but other people yeah but i understand why they wanted to do it but at the very least, he got a really new cool superpower, which I was all about. Uh, he had a cool new. He had a new power. Yeah, he had a new power. You didn't notice it. Okay, hold on. Here's what I know about here. Here's what I know about Luke Cage. You can't break him. Mm-hmm. His skin is unbreakable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. and he's real strong. He's a strong boy. Yeah, but you didn't notice his third superpower. His power to be. I'm expecting a joke here. Extremely lotioned at all times. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was gleaming like the whole the whole show. Yes, the man has a contract with Jergens or something. 
He is he is well moisturized. They just made at sure he was lit real well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm you know he looked pretty good. I won't say he didn't. Yeah, I did. I didn't notice that ladies seem to like him <laughs> from the fact that he walks up to them in a scene and goes, "Hello, my name is Luke." And then before he can finish saying his name, her clothes are already off and they're I sleeping mean, together. Yeah, there's a little. I mean, it's a little bit like that. <laughs> no, it's great though. But uh, okay, so this week's Know Your Google is Luke Cage themed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And first off, out the gate, when I Google Luke Cage under the Images tab, mm-hmm. you get uh, the classic recommendations of things that you should also Google along with Luke Cage. Okay. Which one of the following is not a real suggestion for things to Google with Luke Cage? Okay. Iron Fist and. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Daredevil. Okay. Thor. Okay. Well, the first three, I feel like... Well, the first two. Let's start with, with Jessica Jones and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. He definitely is hanging with those peeps on the rig, mm-hmm. from my comics knowledge. Um, Daredevil and he... I don't know if they're buddies. They're both like, this is my neck of the woods and I'm going to protect it kind of guys. And let's see, Thor. I don't know that Luke Cage and Thor have a lot to talk about. Because <laughs> Thor's like, hey, what's up? I have a fucking German Slavic god. What's up, Luke Cage? Um, I'm going to say not Ger- not Thor. I'm sorry, but Thor is, oh, yeah? in fact, one of the suggestions. It does not suggest Jessica Jones. What? Yep. They got really... a baby. <laughs> yep, that's pretty surprising to me, too. Hmm. Yep, it's a real bro-fest. In fact, uh, one of the interesting things is that when you do add Thor to the mix, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first pictures that pops up in the image search is uh, Luke Cage in a what-if tale. Oh, jeez. In which he gets the power of Thor by lifting Thor's hammer. Oh, okay. And he gets to say a really great line. Is it Sweet Christmas? What's he saying, Ryan? By the gleaming gates of funky Asgard, you suckas (laughs) are gonna eat hammer. (laughs) Damn. When was this put out? The art leads me to believe... Oh, yeah. It old. Yeah, it's the 70s. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that funky Asgard sounds awesome. <laughs> like, Asgard was already a little bit funky, what with the rainbow bridge and all. Yeah. But you just throw a little Bootsy Collins in the mix, and it's going to be <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, that's good. Okay, so next up in Know Your Google, Luke Cage edition. Uh, we have the unbreakable skin that you referenced mm-hmm. just a moment ago. Uh, that's one of his uh, one of his main powers is unbreakable skin. One of the main plot points in any Luke Cage story. Oh no, he injured. How are we gonna give him medical attention? Mm-hmm. His skin is not breakable. Yep. <laughs> um, now, when I Google the phrase "unbreakable skin," yes. Uh, on the first page of results, which is eight results here. Uh, that I have. How many of them are Luke Cage related results? Okay. See, I think there is a product that you put on a small wound 
that might be called unbreakable skin. It's like a little bottle of nail polish. Mm-hmm. And it stinks to high heaven, and you just kind of paint it on your little chipped, chipped, scratched skin on your tiny wound to like give it a like a seal, and you don't have to put a bandaid on it. Yeah, where you've been wounded by I don't know the taskmaster or something. No, like a piece of paper. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, unless the taskmaster is throwing pieces of paper at you. That sounds like more of a bullseye thing. If yeah, I'm he's like, I'll throw a paper airplane at you just to be a shit. And it gives you a little paper cut on your cheek, and you're like, oh, the bullseye. <laughs> um, okay, so how many of the top eight are related <laughs> to Luke Cage? Zero. I'm sorry. When you Google the phrase unbreakable skin. It's all that M. Night Shyamalan movie? No, it is eight for eight Luke Cage Wow. Results. Yeah? Yep. First one is his Wikipedia, followed by his Marvel database, follow, <laughs> followed by uh, uh, some some GameSpot article, followed by uh, people arguing about whether or not Wolverine can pierce his skin, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So, did they, did Marvel trademark the phrase "unbreakable skin"? Perhaps, and I think the product you're thinking of is invisible skin. Maybe, maybe. Let me just put on my invisible skin. It'll protect my paper cut. From air and debris. (laughs) Okay, well, next up in Know Your Google, Luke Cage edition. Luke Cage. uh, I searched Luke Cage under shopping. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I came upon was his uh, trademark Power Man headband. Of course. Uh, uh, You can buy a real metal (laughs) Power Man headband. (laughs) Uh, on Etsy here. Okay, Made for a... for cosplaying, I assume, or whatever, probably. Oh, just for wearing around town. I mean, if you want. Just for when you uh, when you want to look right. When you, when you want to look like maybe you're going to, maybe you're cosplaying as Power Man, maybe you're on your way to a meeting with the leader of- The Fellowship a... of the Ring, maybe? That's a good guess, too. I was going to say some alien shit, but yeah, like the- the planet, oh my god, over there in the Horsehead Nebula. Oh, yeah. And then they, they're they like, oh, that fashion is so last year. <laughs> right now, we're all about wearing uh, t-shirts and jeans. And we <laughs> we got onto this government-mandated podcast show, mm-hmm. and the hosts, their fashion is just on point. <laughs> I mean, we used to be into robes with like stand-up colors. We used to be into... Uh, rings that just kind of rotated around our wrists and ankles with no visible means of support but uh <laughs> but we've moved on since yeah we then. moved on okay but uh this power man headband uh on etsy it how- was a headband yes how much is it going for <laughs> a uh, real metal he- real headband. metal headband Head- how much is it going for guess within ten dollars uh you don't even have to if you go over, that's fine, too. Right. Okay. So within $10. This is a thick headband. It is not a little delicate filigree. It's a significant metal headband. Does it go all the way around the head, or does it clasp at some point? Has it got elastic in the back? Do you know any of this information? Uh, I can show you a quick little picture of it here. Okay. Uh, it looks like it goes most of the way around, but it's got sort of ties Okay, I see. I see. 
Because I think you have to adjust for different head sizes, you know? Right, right. It's not one size fits all when you're talking stainless steel. It's not super <laughs> right. flexible. You cannot really go like, I'll make sure I get my giant dome up into this. <sighs> anyway, okay. So, how expensive is it? I'm going to say $50 hairs. Ding, ding, ding. She is a winner. Woo, woo, uh, woo, it is woo. actually retail price of $40. However, it is $10 shipping, so you're actually kind of on the money. I wasn't on gonna, the money. I wasn't going to account for shipping in the price. I should have said without shipping, but you were still within $10 either way. So. That's right. That showcase is mine. Yep. Good job. Drew Carey is patting you on the back. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Drew. Okay, so next up, in Know Your Google, Luke Cage edition, mm-hmm. we have the Heroes for Hire. Yes. Now, the Heroes for Hire, uh, for people who don't know, is a is a super team formed by Luke Cage and Iron Fist mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Uh, but it's since gone through quite a few more iterations. The original, the original, original uh, Heroes for Hire was just Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Since then, it's gone on to have versions that don't even include the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones being run by Misty Knight and Colleen Wing and so on and so forth. Uh, in the second iteration, uh, which I would consider maybe even the classic lineup. Okay. Okay. Um, which one of the following people are not in the Heroes for Hire? Okay. Which one did not make the cut? Yeah, which one of the following is not in the Heroes for Hire? White Tiger, Ant-Man, <laughs> Human Torch, The Thing. Okay. Well, White Tiger seemed pretty plausible to me. And then you bust out fucking Ant-Man. And then you bust out the Human Torch. And then you bust out the Thing. I could... Hmm. Two members of the Fan Four here. So one of them is on the team. I'm going to say... Okay, hold on. Here's here's where we go. Here's where we go. I think the Thing would go over there and hang out. Because mm-hmm. he's like, these are my boys. I'm also a street guy. What's up? You've been over to Yancey Street lately? Yeah. Pretty nice place. Yeah. That's the thing's kind of thing, if you will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm from the streets, maybe in the 40s. (laughs) (laughs) I am made of streets. Yes, 40s streets. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. Follow the yellow brick road. That's me. (laughs) Okay. So we'll say the thing got on there. White Tiger seems highly plausible. I don't know about Ant-Man. I don't know about Human Torch. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Ant-Man. I don't think Ant-Man wants on the team. I'm sorry. Ant-Man was actually on the uh, the Heroes for Hire. Well, Scott, Scott Lang. Ant-Man. Oh, Scott Lang, Ant-Man. I was thinking of Hank Pym. Yeah. Pym, Pym's not hanging out. Right. It didn't seem like his, his thing. He's like, I'm too busy doing science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Winner, mm-hmm. blinding people with it. Okay, so but Scott Lang, you did not specify which Ant Man. Thank you very much. No, you. no, I didn't push yeah. my glasses well, I d- off. I didn't specify which White Tiger either. No, but <laughs> I only I think of like a a Latina White Tiger when yeah, I that, think of that's that's the most recent White, oh, white okay. Tiger. Yeah, 
it was a, it was a, a guy before. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Um, what do I know? I think it's her uncle. If I'm okay. like, if I'm remembering the, anyway. Um, but yes, Ant Man was in the lineup. White Tiger was in the lineup, and Human Torch was the leader. The of, leader. Yep, of the heroes for hire in this iteration. The thing, however, stayed at home. Well, damn. Uh, however, there were there were two fantastic former Fantastic Four members on this team. Uh, along with the Human Torch, there was also the She-Hulk. Oh, yeah, She-Hulk. So, uh, moving on, we have our last but not least, uh, Luke Cage's classic catchphrase, which uh, <laughs> you mentioned earlier. Yes. Which they say more times than I thought they would in the, in the TV show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is sweet Christmas. Yeah. It's not something that I think flows very naturally. Oh, yeah. See, I, I like it. It's just like a quick uh, <laughs> faux expletive. I know, but it seems so very rooted in being in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's, That's fair. like hella 70s shit right there. Yeah, you almost expect uh, like a sassy sax to follow mm-hmm. whenever sweet Christmas gets mm-hmm. said. Uh, but if I Google the phrase "Sweet Christmas" mm-hmm. under books, uh, you get a number of really fun results. Okay. Which one of the following is not a real "Sweet Christmas" book? Man, I'm imagining these really fucking wholesome, like Christmas, like God books, like all the family got together in our Cape Cod little fucking house, and we're getting together and having a turkey and talking about how much Christ's love can save you. Okay, sweet Christmas. Yes. Homemade peppermints, sugar cakes, etc. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, Ballroom Bliss, a sweet Christmas by the band Sweet. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that book is uh, a, a guide to a more metal holiday. Okay. <laughs> uh Sweet Christmas Kisses, a sweet holiday anthology. <laughs> and that sweet smell of Christmas, uh, where you can grab uh, odorous strips from out of the book and affix them uh, to your to your walls or books or whatever. The fact that you called them odorous <laughs> makes me think they all smell like turkey that you left out too long. <laughs> You know, bad cologne that somebody gave you. Uh, okay, so I'm finding the one that doesn't really Saint exist. Nick's unwashed undergarments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, I know it's only October. Sorry to start talking about Christmas already. Christmas creep. Fuck it, coming in again. <laughs> Fucking ruining Halloween. It ain't even Halloween yet. We've yet to get our ghoul on. Yep, getting up on that sweet Christmas already. <laughs> Thanks, Luke Cage. So which one of those books is not okay. real? Book? Which one did RJ make up? I'm going to say Ballroom Bliss is the one you made up. I totally made that up. I felt it in my bones. <laughs> did it have that RJ stank on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I wish it was real, though. Uh, I wish it was real. But it's not. Because <laughs> the man in the back is... Ready, Ready to, to attack, attack as he raises his candy cane to the sky. Yeah. 
Okay, so you've got uh, two out of five this week mm-hmm. on Know Your Google. Not not a terrible showing. Uh, not a good one either, though, oh. to be fair. That's certainly better than I did on your game. <laughs> but, my, uh, da- my game was calculated to break you. Uh, Ivan Drago style. Yes. And I was just... I've been training in this high-tech training room with, like, electrodes placed all over me as I run on this treadmill, and you're just out there... Picking up tires like a fucking poor. Oh, I didn't do that. You did No, I mostly came to the ring dancing around to James Brown. <laughs> See, I don't really remember what Rocky does in that movie. And I just have I just have images of Ivan Drago being like highly scrutinized as he uh, works out. Uh yeah. No, you nailed what Rocky <laughs> did. I, I actually cast myself in the role of Apollo Creed. In that oh, well, movie. excuse me. <laughs> I got murdered in the opening fight sequence. Um, and on that note, I think we'll go ahead and take a uh, murdered in the ring style uh, <laughs> commercial break. And uh, when we come back, uh, my best friend will have to avenge me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're taking your darling family out to a sit-down restaurant, you want a dining experience full of wordplay. That's what we aim to provide at Woody's Family Dining, formerly Woody's Bar and Grill. Everything about Woody's has a second, more clever meaning for an adult who's paying attention. So come on by. We recently spruced up the place. Let me ask you, conifered expensive meals, pining for a reasonable deal on fine food, we've got all the most popular dishes at great prices, with lowest prices in town. Order what you like. We won't give you any sassafras or cypress your decision, okay? We've got elements of all types of cuisine. Be sure to fill out a questionnaire before you leave between 5-1 and 5-31 and you could be entered for our May poll. You could win a beach getaway. Don't act like that's not a good deal. We see Koya. So come grease our palms at Woody's and decide you us. Welcome to the end of the show part of the show. No song this week. No, I couldn't come up with a new melody. Oh, okay. Well, I only wanted to do the one I've already done, and I don't want to make it like that's the thing. Mm. So. Well, I think keeping it low key and treating it as spoken word this mm-hmm. week, I think in and of itself makes it special. That's true. Welcome to the end of the show. Part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's good audio there. Mm-hmm. That'll sound great. So, uh, RJ, what do you want to go out on this week? Uh, what I want to go out on this week uh, in a further attempt uh, at a mea culpa to <laughs> the listeners <laughs> oh my God. is to apologize to uh, all of you for letting you down by missing a sode. I, I don't know. I try to be consistent, and uh, we missed one, yeah. and that's inexcusable. 
But uh, you know, a lot of people just kind of store the show up like little nuggets. Yeah. They store it like a squirrel. Like would, a squirrel might do? Yeah, and then they, they mm. dole it out to themselves a little bit at, at a time. Well, that's smart, but, oh, chipmunks, they're back. Um, chipmunks can also squ- uh, keep things. Yeah, in chi- chipmunks. Yeah, the chipmunks are great. They just shove stuff up in their but not face. Too great, but not too great, squirrels. They're always flaunting their pantslessness. I mean, look at the, their cheeks look Fucking dumb with all them nuts up in there. Yeah, super dumb. Uh, b- both tree rodents are great. <laughs> tree rodents, my yep. fave. Mm-hmm. Mm. No doubt. Okay, but uh, yeah. So sorry, listeners. Sorry about that. But we're back now, and we're going to put out regular episodes every week. And uh, next week, we should have some uh, some interesting things to talk about, because we going out of town on a, on a fun time adventure time. How bananas is that? Yeah. Pretty bananas. Whole lots of bananas. I, st- I, I tallied those bananas. <laughs> it sounded really fun, but it's actually it's actually a very maudlin and sad mm-hmm. tallying of bananas. Mm-hmm. Daylight come and uh, me won't go home. Mm-hmm. Uh but yes, so I do want to thank everybody who stuck with us through the through the little break there. <laughs> through the little hiccup of one week not here. Yeah. That uh, well. probably nobody gives a shit about except RJ. Yeah. I know. I'm <laughs> I'm a little bit uh yes. a little bit of a perfectionist in that way. Uh he says with his ill-shaven face and slovenly appearance. Uh, <laughs> but uh so thanks to everybody who supported us and stuck with us and listened to the episodes and downloaded the episodes and recommended the show uh whether it's to uh, unbreakable skinned people in your neighborhood yeah. or uh just like people from funky asgard uh so whoever you're recommending it to that's great and if you wanted to give us a rate and review on itunes that would be even better yeah now if uh funky itunes is down for right now so you might have to use regular itunes (laughs) but if you just go onto there and you give us a five-star review it's gonna be great it's it's gonna be tremendous yeah huge yeah everybody tells me this podcast (laughs) is great (laughs) people say People say that, but uh, and if you're not on iTunes or Funky iTunes, we are also available on Stitcher and on Google Play, mm-hmm. so you can get us on all those different sources. But uh, Rayanne, what did you want to go out on this week? Uh, well, this week I want to let you know how you can follow us and how you can get in contact with us, if that is your wish. Uh, you can email us at govmanpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash GovManPod. You can follow us on Twitter at GovManPod. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at R-A-E underscore gun. Yes, and I am at Upscale Hobo. Well, as you go out into the world this week, I want you to think about, you know, all the two-year-olds you know and whether or not they know how to use firearms properly. Yeah, Uh, you've got to keep... Your school's safe. Your schools and your uh, ball pits. And if I might make a, make a you know crazy recommendation, maybe keep the guns out of the hands of the two year olds. Hmm. Just a recommendation. That's interesting. I, I know it seems counterintuitive. It does. Having a, a you know a tiny human who has barely any control over their body. Let's give them a deadly firearm. I mean that seems logical. Well, they've developed object permanence, so. (laughs) The gun. 
is here. The gun will always be here. Yeah, the gun can't peekaboo. No, the gun. And I think that's a properly terrifying thing to end on there. The gun will always be here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> as you think about, you know, gun-wielding toddlers and scary clowns and all the horrible things out there in the world, I just want you to remember that GovMan Pod's always here to make you chuckle and make you feel good and to make you forget about all the horrible, stupid shit in the world. Yeah, GovMan Pod is here to be that dog with the hat in a room. Mm-hmm. That even though the room's on fire, it'll look at you and say, this is fine. <laughs> right. So as you're looking at funny memes and listening to podcasts, I want you to remember the Big Brother is watching. And he thinks you're boring. I guess we better wrap a bit in between here. Ooh. This is the outtake bit. Put me on the end, buddy. I don't know what character this is. It's a new, it's a new GMV. It's vaguely Don Nazian. West Virginia's favorite fucking comedian. That's right. Uh, how many ostriches are there? <laughs> now that's a Family Guy joke. Oh, we can't right. do that. Oh right, we can't do that. Sorry. Uh, t- tell us what Andy's doing. I don't give a shit about Andy. Uh, Everyone thinks I'm so fucking great. I I do know people like out and about in the world who have Don Knotts posters on their walls, like uh. Like, they might have, like, a Sean Cassidy poster when they were, <laughs> like, kids. That Don Knotts is so dreamy. There's this giant eyes that are, like, staring at you, like, oh, oh. Anyway, I'm sure he's fine. Right. I'm sure he's fine. All I really know him from is he was on the Andy Griffith show, which was on Nickelodeon sometimes in, like, the middle of the day. And you'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? It's summer vacation. Who wants to watch fucking Andy Griffith? <laughs> Who wants to watch Andy Griffith and old fucking Dennis the Menace shit? I don't want to watch this. This is bullshit. You remember. Uh, <laughs> I do. I and do. then because you're from West, and now because he's from West Virginia, in every fucking West Virginia class, it's like, oh, Don Knotts, he's from West Virginia, the ghost of Mr. Chicken, Andy Griffith show. So when you, you didn't want to grow up and marry <laughs> Don Knotts when you were a kid. No. Like every young girl did. It's like, Don Knotts and Chuck Yeager, that's all we give a shit about up in here. <laughs> oh, and John Denver's Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Yeah, and we get really pissed off if you say it's actually about uh, Western, regular Virginia. We get real pissed about it. Like, oh my god. Even though it's true. It's a little bit confusing. <laughs> I think John Denver's on record as saying they should have it, West Virginia, the state. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe his thinking was they don't have much. <laughs> uh, uh, Let him have this one song. You know, if I'll you tell com- you what we do have. <laughs> We've got a great guy to put on the end of the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were like, we don't have a bit. So I got real energized and I don't know what the fuck that shit was. Oh, it was 
it's what's going on the end of the podcast. Okay, hopefully not that whole Don Knotts rant because I don't really want to go there. I don't want to go there. All of it. I don't want to get the Don Knotts contingent uh-huh. mad at me. The like Don Knotts mafia. You yeah. know that shit out there. You're gonna get a bunch of like Don Knotts frogs on Twitter, <laughs> like <laughs> up in your mentions. What is that the thing now? Frogs instead of eggs. Do they wear the little Pepe face and they're like, oh, I'm yeah. a racist. Ah, you can tell. Yeah, you got to have the Pepe, but he's dressed as Don Knotts' character for oh, Andy God. Griffith. It's like this close to becoming like, I'm just wearing a Nazi uniform, you know? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm sure it's already there's already a well, Nazi. Andy, you're a traitor to your race, Andy. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I don't actually hate Don Knotts. I actually, I actually nothing Don Knotts. I oh, nothing you. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don Knotts. I think you're all right. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. 